doing a little shop at one of the local theaters here in Pittsburgh, and they're selling Venus fly traps at the, and I'm oh, getting one. That's clever. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And that's I want like, one anyway. I, it's nice to have, you know, I have a, especially because I have a compost bin, it'll be nice to have a Venus fly trap just in case. Mm-hmm. Wait, what is the connection there? Uh, like, because the bugs? Yeah, yeah. When you compost, you're more likely to get flies. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I might, I might be about to sneeze. I can't tell. Oh, that's the worst. No, I, I am. Okay. I'm here with you on this journey. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I just scared the dog. <laughs> I knew it was there. <laughs> it's, it was building its way up. Which <laughs> is like slowly eking up your sinus cavities. Yeah, that, that weird tickle. Hi, Laura. How are Hi, you? Hi, Julie. I'm good. I'm good. My dog's being crazy, but you should just hear his tags a jingle jangle and that's it. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Puppy life. Puppy life. Puppy life. I love him so. I just had to like mute my microphone so I could like sniff my mucus. So. <laughs> Oh, it's a good day. We're having, we're doing good. We're doing good. Like, we're doing all, well. Sorry. Grammar. I'm already ready for winter to be over. Oh, so ready. I was like, I had to bury my car out of snow again this morning. And I was like, if, if I could just wear, if we could have one day where it's like 70 degrees and I could wear a sundress, my mood would exponentially elevate for a week. Yeah. Seasonal depression disorder or how are you? That's, that's real. Yeah. Well, and especially when you, if you work from home, like we do, it becomes pretty cause you're not, you're like in the same place and you're less likely to go out because it is so cold and yeah. yeah. And it's hard cause you don't like, you don't have people to, you know, you can tell people in writing like, Hey, I just experienced this thing, mm-hmm. but you like the, the amount of time you spend giving them the context when like, you know, in a different environment, you could just like go pop over to the desk or the water cooler and be like, man, this just happened and, and I'm upset. And then they yeah. can say, that sucks. I'm sorry. And you can yeah. say, you know what? Thank you. Just knowing you are sorry makes me feel better. Yeah. But when you work from home, you're like, huh, oh, I guess I'll stifle this emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it off like a light switch. Book of Mormon. See that musical? I know. Okay. Well, sometimes I make up musicals in my head speaking of things that might be made up are you ready for my shade uh now i am (laughs) (laughs) oh wait before we do that hey everybody welcome to historical shade um i'm just gonna be a hype girl for us each time Uh, so this is this is the podcast where Julie and I talk about uh, some shady topics in history, some people being shady to each other, or some weird things in history that we just don't talk about a lot. Um, really, it's a very large umbrella. It's whatever Julie and I want to talk about that vaguely has history in it. Let's be honest about it. Um, we are not historians, so if there's something incorrect, we know that history is written by the victors. Um, let us know. We would love to start that conversation. I'm, I'm curious about different points of view. Um, yeah, cool. So Julie, now I'm ready. And so oh. are the listeners. <laughs> uh, perfect. So I'm popping on, 
I did this last week too, where I'm like, shoot, I need to pop on YouTube to get the pronunciation. Because my discovery that YouTube shares pronunciation oh. is uh, the best thing in the world. This is a brief history. Oh, God. Wait, there's a yogurt commercial. <laughs> All right, so today I am talking about the Battle of Karen Sevis. Oh. And let me just say, if I mispronounce that, you can blame YouTube because I looked that up. <laughs> blame YouTube, blame YouTube. Uh, so in this article, in this article, in this uh, history, I've got a few uh, sources and uh, one of them is strangehistory.net, warhistoryonline.com. Um, something out of World Atlas, as well as, you know, I love those JSTOR articles. Yeah. It's called Friendly Fire and the Limits of the Military Justice System by Davidson Michael J. Um, fun fact about JSTOR. Uh, this to me is like the sexiest thing in the world. There's an option in JSTOR that says cite this article. Uh-huh. And when you click the button, the site, the citation pops up. And it's like in what format? You have it's you can copy MLA, APA, or Chicago. Okay, where the hell was this when I was doing two theses in a row? Yes, the plural for thesis is theses <laughs> because it wasn't there. Fuck that. Continue. Now I Sorry. have to get my PhD just because now that's available. In, I don't know why, but in my head, I just imagined you turning these in and like walking up to a professor and be like, well, I'm done. I guess I just dropped my feces on your desk. <laughs> I mean, it's not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> I have the humor of a sixth grade boy. Anyway, <laughs> the Battle of Karen Sebus. Sebus. I've already forgotten. You blame YouTube. Blame YouTube. You had it once. <laughs> so just a, a little bit of background. The Austro-Turkish or Habsburg Ottoman War, lasting from 1787 to 1791, occurred at almost the same time that the Russo-Turkish War was being fought. Uh, and the Austrians were allies of Russia to essentially fight a common foe. So the Austrian or Habsburg Empire army was composed of Austrians, Czechs, German, French, Serbs, Croats, and Polish. So as you can imagine, communication was difficult. <laughs> so what year is this? Sorry. So the, the specific year is going to be 1788, but I just okay. want to give a little background about the war and also who's in power. And cool. who, who's in power in Austria under this time is Joseph II, he was the, as they called him, the Holy Roman Empire, Emperor rather. Um, he was also described as unimpressive. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the best description of anyone. I like to know the year because I like to know the facial hair and the uniforms I'm kind of dealing with. Once I get the <laughs> facial hair, I'm like, okay, now I can track these people. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> unimpressive. So, grow a beard, that's why. Right? So during this time, um, the Austrians are fighting the Ottomans for control of the Danube, along with the ally Russia, which in this one article I read said, under the impressive Catherine. Oh! 
Who says there isn't bias in <laughs> Unimpressive, impressive. Um, and so, so ultimately, in regards to that war, Russia won big, Austria won small. Uh, mm. They got like a couple of towns in what is today Croatia, and the Ottomans went back to Turkey. So the interesting thing is that most of the facts about this war were not written until 1831 when they were compiled in the Austrian military magazine. Another account or another source was the German account by A.J. Gross Hoffinger in Geschichte Josef's. You did this to yourself. Again. <laughs> hey, you know what? That wasn't terrible. It was slow and halting, but I actually felt okay. Um, <laughs> that one was compiled about six years later. I'm just plowing through these pronunciations. No, I love it. I love it. Give me a break here. Uh, so. So ultimately, there's a war. Two separate sides are fighting against the same foe, so they're working together a little bit. Um, and also, nobody talks about this war until 40 years later. Okay. At all. Oh, okay. So it's like the war that shall not be named. Well, I don't. I don't think it's that they're like scared of it. They just don't talk about it. They're like, oh shit, we forgot to document this. All right, let's get around to it. So, in 1788, uh, he was plagued by ill health and also unimpressive, as we already know. I mean, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. So, in 1788, uh, though he was plagued by ill health and unimpressive, as we already learned, uh, Joseph was determined to prove himself as a defender of Christendom in the face of supposedly barbarous Turks. Oh my gosh, can my eyes roll any fucking harder? Continue. I, well, I just want to like recite Pocahontas and be like, <laughs> like, stop calling other cultures barbarians. Just the, the whole, the whole concept of the crusades and we're going to defend this thing by, a, by going to you and attack. Anyway. And we have like, that still happens all the time where it's like just just because they don't look like us like or have the same like just because they don't wear buttons on their clothes or zippers doesn't I don't know why we're fighting the Amish but like <laughs> doesn't mean that they're barbaric they're just different you crazies <laughs> exactly yeah, crazy. so so yeah, so he's like really honed in on the Turks here. Like they, the Turks are the threat to Christendom in his mind. And so he's gathered his army and blah, blah, blah. So the plan is that they're going to attack the Turks in Transylvania. This is not a pronunciation thing. Transylvania. Transylvania. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dracula so, musical. <laughs> right. How is that not a musical yet? Oh, it has been. They just oh, okay. all sucked. Gotcha. Yeah. So unfortunately for the Austrians, the area they camped in was beset with malaria. So <gasps> over set. the course, beset, right? That's not my word. Someone else used it. <laughs> um, but over the course of six months, 172,000 men fell ill and 33,000 oh. died, all without catching sight of the enemy. Oh. According to the documentation. Yeah. So when news arrived that the Turks were on the march, Joseph set out in person to face them, taking his army. Mm -hmm. 
So in the town of Karen Sebes, or Sebes, I think it was Sebes. I think it was Sebes. In present day Romania, on September 17th, 1788, um, the battle starts when a number of Austrian cavalrymen soldiers are on night patrol. Okay. Looking for Turkish soldiers in the area where the Austrian army had set up camp. They, according to sources, happen to chance upon some gypsies across the river. Okay. And the gypsies offered them schnapps to alleviate the war-weary soldiers. So... Most of the sources I read said schnapps. There was that said brandy. Um, there one, there was one that was like, those are different. Right. There was one that was like, why would the gypsies offer them anything? This is a lie. And I'm like, eh, well, yeah. if I want to take advantage of people and steal their money, I'm going to offer them alcohol. Yeah. Anyway, seeing a chance to relax before the next day's battle that was supposedly going to happen, the soldiers begin drinking. So, Later, a contingent of Austrian infantrymen find okay. the cavalrymen having a party. They want to join. However, I mean, cavalrymen refuse them. Uh, cavalrymen always think that they're like the shit. Status, am I right? They, it's because they have horses. Everything comes down to status at the end you of the give, day. You give a man a horse, he doesn't want to hang out with you at a party. Mm-mm. That old saying. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it was Roosevelt that said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On on his horse. It was very ironic. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next thing that happens is a shot is fired from across the river. Dun dun dun. And so the people not involved in the drinking situation mm-hmm. hear the shot and they gets the Turks. Oh, of course. And start not yelling. The drunk. Right. So they start yelling the Turks, you know, Turks, Turks, across the river. The drunken forces hear their comrades crying Turks, Turks, and rush back to assist. On their horses. uh, Believing their cries to be pleased for help. So seeing this approaching mass of men in the dark, the sober forces (gasps) open fire, believing the drunken forces to be the invading enemy Turks. On their horses. Right. So upon being fired upon, the drunken forces believed their camp to be overtaken by Turks and in turn fired back at them. What? So by this time, obviously, chaos and disorder has taken over. Um, some Turks? soldiers... Yeah? Where are the Turks... The actual nowhere. They're, they're, okay. They're they're literally days away. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the soldiers have been told that we've got to prepare for the Turks. We're gonna have battle. The, like the the soldiers think that like we're gonna get to the the Turks are gonna get to us tomorrow. Yeah. So they think they're preparing for this battle tomorrow. So yeah. yeah, I am gonna take some schnapps from a gypsy if I think I'm gonna die tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I don't I like schnapps. Just drink schnapps straight. I know. I was like, brandy. I'm, I'm in it. Schnapps, no, thank you. But I mean, different times. Water was disgusting. They didn't have Lacroix. <laughs> Their options were limited. So, so it's like mass chaos. And again, everybody speaks a different language. So some soldiers were fleeing, and 
in addition to that, some German officers were shouting, halt, halt. Mm -hmm. But non-German officers, not understanding the German language and knowing that they were saying stop, thought that they were saying because nobody trusts anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So... (laughs) This is why pronunciation is important, because they did not have good enough diction on the halt. Yep. And that's... That's, that's what screwed him over. That was where the event was. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Not the there. first shot of uh, being drunk. So when all is said and done, casualties are enormous. They amount to about 10,000 Austrian soldiers dead and wounded. Holy fuck. The Turkish army arrives two days later and finds <laughs> the town without defense. So they're like, cool, this is ours now. Um, and so the, the Ottomans took over the town, won it without a hitch. So here is where it gets interesting. Oh, here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the, the, the academic world is firmly split as to whether or not this battle happened. And okay. so, yeah. Um, so... Some argue that because no record of it was made until 40 years later, um, that's, that's why mm-hmm. it didn't happen. While others say, well, this is a really embarrassing case of history. That's why there's no accounts of the in- incident published until several, several decades later. Um, and so the fact that it put 40 years to do so became a point of contention. And so... Some historians find it hard to believe that an army could fight against itself for that long with so many casualties without noticing at any point they were fighting against their own troops. But it's nighttime. Right. And And they have guns. Like, guns, it's not like sword style where you're like, oh, hey, Larry. Like, (laughs) reading. Reading the reasons this, this battle could or could not have happened, it felt like when I, like, try and find, like, a a restaurant or an Airbnb or anything, and I try and read online reviews. Oh, yeah. And everyone's either like, this is the most amazing restaurant in the entire world. I'm actually naming my firstborn after them. Or they're like, this I've is horrible. I've never had a worse experience. I reported them to the Better Business Bureau. Like, there's there's never a middle ground. No. Um, and so those, those that believe that it did truly happen, uh, one of the things is they're like, well, it's really fucking embarrassing. Of course the battle was left out of mainstream history. The army was so distraught over its actions. They're not going to speak about it. Yeah, I guess what we did last week. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it is interesting though, but also like thinking about the people that were involved, Mm -hmm. how how would you have an account of this? Everyone's from different places. Most people have died. If you have one perspective of the situation, at what point do you even realize that you didn't fight the Turks? Like, yeah. And, so and if half of them are drunk. Yeah. Like, that's also another huge, like, and also they could have realized at one point that they weren't, but like, if maybe the sober people realized they weren't fighting the Turks and then they were like, but we still have these drunk people that are on our team, but they're still firing guns at us. You know, like there is that, element too of being like no one wants to say yeah there was a moment i realized that we weren't 
fighting them, but we were fighting someone who was fighting us back. And so we had to defend ourselves. So then it becomes a defense against your own people. And yeah. And, Ooh. and just to be clear, it's not like, it's not split by, you know, like people that are like conspiracy theorists and people that are historians. I mean, one of the JSTOR articles that I read refers to this battle and talks about this battle. So it's, it yeah. really is like a, a split from historians. Yeah. Um, and, and the people that whatever side they're on feel, feel very strongly about it mm -hmm. to the point where they're like, well, I don't have to prove this, you know, like they're like, Oh yeah. no, this is fact. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, someone, someone made a great observation that whether or not it's true, um, you know, this, this is a reminder that not everything is entirely true, especially yeah. these like great dramatic things in history. And so this idea that like things have become exaggerated over time, or in mm -hmm. some cases, more accurate yeah. um i you know thinking back to when the titanic sank you had the the initial sort of reports about what happened but then 50 years later about 50 years later there was a huge influx of information mm -hmm. because a lot of people didn't want to share what happened yeah. that night and so they wrote journals and books and, and all of this information and about 50 years later when the, that generation yeah mm -hmm, that generation was passing away their families were finding this information and some of them did not even realize that that family member had been on the titanic yeah and so that was when we started to get like the first fuller picture of what happened mm -hmm. well and there's also like in at least in the united states there's the like if it's government like stuff they keep it secret for like a certain amount of years and then eventually they release it like i'm the the big thing is like the jfk assassination is coming along that where they're gonna eventually like in the next like 20 years release all of that documentation like all the secret paperwork like and people are freaking out it's like a very specific date but that's not my um i don't know a ton about that but uh but I do know that that's like something that I've, I watched one documentary once that was like, yeah, and one day they have to, like the government has to release it under this law, <laughs> et cetera. So I don't know the specific date, so don't, corrections corner, but <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I wanna talk about the, 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 the sickness. I'm watching this show on Netflix called Pandemic and they talked about this flu that came through the 19 in 1918 across the world right after world war one and it killed more than world war one and world war two did in casualties combined oh my gosh yeah this like this influenza and we don't talk about that flu at all 1918 yeah. that's not the my great grandma was totally alive <laughs> and like an adult <laughs> It really, it really is incredible the things that we do or we, we don't talk about. And it, it does mm -hmm. make me, I mean, it is so funny because, you know, I, I go back and forth about like, enjoy the moment, document the moment. No, enjoy the moment, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I have been really kind of conscious lately of, I, I want to document this moment briefly. Like I, you know, yeah. 
I'm, I'm going, I'm going to this thing. I'm with this group of people. I, I want a photo or this, but then I want to focus on experiencing it. And, and mm-hmm. that I think is the, the middle ground that I'm, I'm trying to adopt as of late. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard because like you want to document it, but there, there's such a fine, fine line. Avenue Q. Um, there's such a fine, just quote the musicals I know, um, between documenting, like, scrapbooking the moment on social media or letting the moment happen in front of your camera while you're behind the camera. And that's, and I'm, I'm starting to see that a lot. And like, I do that every once in a while. And I'm really trying to be like, okay, are you actually in this moment? Or are you just trying to be like, look at everything I'm doing. Um, look how much fun I'm having, even though you're behind the camera. So you're not, you're just being a spectator in your own world. Um, anyway, that's a, that's a tangent we could go on forever. Um, <laughs> so Julie, what is your future light? Yeah, um, I am, so we're going to pop over, I say pop over like it's so easy for us to casually travel. Um, <laughs> we are, we're going to Nashville for the first time. Yay! In, yeah, in a few weeks. It's, it's a short trip and it's, um, we have gotten really sort of interested in what are, what are the possibilities of taking like two days and just going somewhere mm-hmm. and you know, how, how little money can we spend to experience this and stuff. And it's funny because um, my husband's family, we're like, oh, you guys travel a lot. And the thing is, is we don't, we spent the last, you know, 12 years of our lives beholden to a theme park performer schedule mm-hmm. where if normal people are on vacation, we're working. Yeah. And so we didn't travel for years unless it was someone's wedding. Mm-hmm. And now we are in a new town and a lot of these New England states I haven't even like I hadn't even been to like Vermont, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Maine. I hadn't mm-hmm. been there until we moved. And so just sort of figuring out, oh, wow. I love Maine. Ugh. Yeah, we, um, we went overnight and um, a friend was in a show in a, in a theater up there. And we, we stayed at the house and we just, we were very, we're very lucky that we know people that are mm-hmm. places that we can, you know, sort of like half go on a trip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're really conscious of like, let's, let's explore the world we live in and the world that surrounds us. Mm-hmm. And also we're seeing um, Letterkenny Live while we're there. Yay! Because it was cheaper to go to Nashville for a trip to see this than to buy one ticket in Boston. That's crazy. Yeah. That's absolutely crazy. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> if you don't watch Letterkenny, folks, watch Letterkenny. I don't. I don't have a descriptor. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I know. I know you don't. Laura, what's your future like? Um, my future light is I'm going to, I'm traveling at the end of, um, basically when this episode gets released, I'll be there, um, to Louisville for Southeastern Theater Conference. Um, the job that I have, we're trying to recruit some actors, uh, there. Um, but what's really cool about the Southeastern Theater Conference and why I love to go is because 
it's a nice reunion for me. Like a lot of my friends that like were in the trenches with me when I was lit, when we were both like, it's our first acting job. They're all artistic directors now or casting directors. And so it's nice to go and like, be like, Hey, I haven't seen you in two years. Let's go get a drink or let's hang out. And so I'm going there for work, but it'll be nice because it will be a nice little reunion for me and all my outdoor drama friends. I love that. I also work at the same place as you and did not realize you were going on that trip. So I'm uh, so excited for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be nice just to spread the good word about our job and be like, hey, we're legit. Audition for us. Um, it'll be nice. Uh, and then another future life that I totally forgot to talk about uh, in other places is that there is, um, I used to love stage combat, love, love, love stage combat. And there's no stage combat stuff in Pittsburgh, but there is a sword class, an introduction to swords class, and it's like rapier and dagger, yeah, broadsword, stuff like that. And it's more like just like real stuff, but it's a fun way for me to get back into back into the groove. And it also makes your upper body like jacked. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. So Seriously. I'm gonna <laughs> enroll in that too. So I had two future lights. Hey, it's okay. You've yeah. you've you've earned those future lights. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. You're awesome. Um, thanks for listening to my dog jingle jangle his tags. Um, yeah. I hope everybody has a wonderful week, and I hope that when this airs, there's no more snow on the ground, and it's a little warmer. It'll be February, so, like, not that much warmer, but, like, a little warmer. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. underscore shade or facebook at historical shade we don't have a twitter thanks julie <laughs>